You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to pitch battle research. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is the day that won the battle. Well, good luck! Target is in, target is Never miss communication. My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. of the Nerd to Know Basis Show, airing on Phoenix 92.5 FM and all those wonderful places on the internet. I am Kian, and with me this week is... Hey, it's our... Hey, it's Kev. Well done. No flubs. Excellent. Well done. Uh, we have a lot of things to cover this week. We have somehow not talked about Ahsoka for five weeks, uh, despite me being at the premiere first. Uh, we also have, I believe, some scandal that uh, Kevin and Derek are keen to talk about. But we'll lead with something a bit topical, which is that this week the Nintendo Direct has gone out. Did either of you watch it? Kev, did you, you weren't watching it, were you? I didn't get a chance to. It, uh, it was it, it ran the same time as my D&D game. You know, that priorities needs must. All right. I, I, got to, I got to 1v1 a woman with a uh, with his Vihander, so I don't know, like, I don't know what to tell you. I, I had I had better things to do. <laughs> That's encouraging. <laughs> Sorry, Nintendo. <laughs> what about you, Dar? Have you ever watched them before? No, I still want Nintendo to collapse so Sega can win. <laughs> it's just the leaderboard. It's still good. It's still good. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, Dara, what's what's the likelihood you're playing a Switch right now? I'm not playing a Switch right now. I, I have been playing a lot of Vampire uh, Survivors, which is the greatest game ever made, legitimately. Um, but yeah, I still really, really hate Nintendo, and I uh, want them to collapse. So I, Sega can I like win. Nintendo, the Switch is the only gaming I get to nowadays. No, Sega must win. It should be a Sega Switch. See, it even sounds better. Sega Switch. See, Sega I Switch before we yes, even get into, uh, I know what's yes. gonna happen. Like <laughs> you're gonna win this war, and you're gonna have like these three giant like hard drives running it. And all that kind of stuff. And you're going to be like screaming over the sound of the fans. This is so much better. It is though. Isn't this convenient? <laughs> I mean, look, the Dreamcast, they went out with a blaze of glory that, that the the ancient Greeks would write son- would write epic poems about. Ignoring the fact that Sega are still pretty actively losing money. <laughs> Listen, we all make mistakes. Still, I mean, 20, 30 <laughs> years after the Dreamcast, and they've had to shut down a bunch of arcades in Japan. They all make mistakes. <laughs> My point is, if Nintendo falls, Sega can swoop in there. And so, out of principle, 
my point is I refuse to watch out of stubbornness out of principle <laughs> go like, apple go orange go banana you have no idea how much it hurts me that I own a switch give it here no, I mean I love it, but, but still, I'm I'll, like I'll ease that pain. I'll ease that pain. I mean, it's so handy and effective and great, but I'm also like every time Nintendo pops up, I'm like, oh. Yeah, but Dara, now it gets even better because you know what's coming out on the on the Switch? What trombone chap? Oh the best God. game. <laughs> the best game. Have you seen trombone chap? No, it's, no. Is this like Power Wash Tycoon? No, so it's it's a ri- it, this is part of the direct. <laughs> so we're we're on topic. Can believe me? We're on topic. I don't trust you, but go on. <laughs> it's a rhythm game where you're this like he's it, uh, like they're they're like me's, but they're not quite <laughs> playing the trombone. But the trombone itself is ever so off rhythm or like off key. <laughs> it's on just, purpose, yeah. <laughs> And like it, and it's full of like old royalty-free songs. Like there's a PC version that's modded that obviously has any song you could ever imagine because PC. But but like the first song in the uh, in like the base version is "Old Gray Mare." So so you open this game and it's like, yeah, play the game, and you play an off-key "Old Gray Mare" <laughs> with these weird cutout things. I can, I love I can't wait because my computer can't run anything. I need to get my hands on Trombone Champ. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, if that doesn't shut down Sega, I don't know what will. <laughs> Hold on a second. Listen. That hurts. That's oh nice. my goodness. That's it... literally kicking it while it's down. No, no. Just this image of like, you know, all of their assets and Sonic and all that kind of stuff and some lad with a trombone comes to the whole studio and just collapses in on itself. No, to to Sega's credit, to I will I'm playing both sides here. I do love to sit on my little fence. Uh, to Sega's credit, they won't entirely go under because the Yak as a franchise is fully just keeping them afloat. Yeah, it is very oh, good. Actually. Yeah, yeah, it is very very good. They've got they've got two games coming out like this year. Like, and you know two... what else is keeping them afloat? The Dreamcast, still dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> it it's all people are still developing directly for the Dreamcast still. To this day. Yes, but people are also crazy. <laughs> crazy talented. <laughs> Gotti. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I knew it. I knew this had nothing to do with Nintendo Direct. Can I just, because I know you're quite eager to talk about some mysterious thing I don't know about. Can I just run through some of the titles that came out in the Nintendo see, Direct? See, I set you up there for a nice transition to talk about a development engine. But that's okay, Keen. We'll 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 save that one in that a minute. <laughs> you can be like, well, speaking of development. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> the thing about a segue is you have to segue from the first point that we never got to. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. It's not just the destination, it is also the point you start at. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Very academic. 201 shows, folks. <laughs> Life is a highway, but you have to start. <laughs> Speaking of highways, uh, they've released so far F099. Uh, the, part of their rollout. The, the that was amount very of people who are 
so upset about this. <laughs> I now I don't know anything. About, I I know like the franchise. I tried to play it. I couldn't really get my head around the controls. Why are people upset about it, Kev? Well, it's more the fact that like it's. I think the last F Zero game was the GameCube. Okay. Uh. So and like th- this is a franchise that Nintendo has been like silent on for. Geez, what was the, what was the GameCube like twenty years ago? Yeah. Um. See, Sega like, would never do that. Dead silent on it, except for adding Captain Falcon to Smash. Yeah, and, that's the only that's and, my only point of reference for. And out of this nowhere direct, they're like an F Zero on the Switch, and everyone goes wild. Except it's no, it's a battle royale. <laughs> what? I see. I'm still waiting for Mario Thirty Five to come back. Nothing's ever replaced that for me in terms of these kind of free release things. That's the other thing. It's 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 like I'd say it's it's a combination of like progressing that because you have that the tetris 99 the pac-man 99 and also probably testing the waters of well do people still like (laughs) f-zero needs more salt uh well i mean look i i may give it another try the big one seems to be paper mario the thousand year door which is that going to the game boy advance emulator or is it a complete remake like uh it looks like i don't think it's a remake like in the style, because it's funny actually that they're doing both of them at a very similar time. Because there's the Super Mario RPG one, which is a full remake where they're completely recat, like uh, where they fully redone the models. Like that's, yeah. that's built from the ground up in a new engine. It looks like Mario. There's. It looks like Paper Mario is just a remaster, right? But it's just porting straight to the Switch. Is that the? Is that the Bing Bing Wahoo? <laughs> You're gonna need to elaborate. It is. Paper Mario is like bing bing woohoo every time he like collects stuff, isn't it? Um, I mean, you're probably right. See, I don't know. This, okay. I just know it as like the kind of turn-based. See, see this is of. why I don't like Nintendo, right? I think they have terrible franchises. Bing bing woohoo. Yeah, it's just, I, I just think they're very childish. I'm like... Well, that's what I like about it, though. I like okay, that okay. it's quite childish. Who would, who would you rather have, Keen, right? A badass hedgehog that runs really fast and eats chili dogs and may or may not be Michael Jackson? Or a plumber who says "Bing Bing Wahoo." My experience with every Sonic game, and I have had lots of them, is that I try to run as fast as them, and I bump into something, and I stop having fun, and then I walk slower than Mario goes. But you were having fun up at that point, right? For the first three seconds, yeah. And there you go, and that's what you hold on to. Except for the minutes, I would say, of having fun with Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and. Um... I well, no. The Sorry. thing about Paper Mario is that it, like, it's it's a much more traditional RPG. Yeah. But I I haven't played it myself. The bits I've seen of it, it looks extremely cleverly written. I've I've seen the the Game Grumps play the whole way through the Thousand Year Door. It's incredibly ah. funny. Like that's even, it. Like even they're them out of it. Like just the writing. Like there's an entire thing where you're just a town square and Luigi. You have a party of characters. Luigi isn't in it. <laughs> And you can go to the town square every chapter and talk to Luigi and he'll go, oh, hey, brother, can I come with you? Okay. All right. Uh, No. Okay. And then you can come back to him and say, oh, I'm having my own adventure with my own friends. Do you want to hear about it? Oh, you're busy. Okay. You know who would never do that? Sonic. (laughs) No, I think Sonic would do exactly that. He didn't. He's always there with Tails having a laugh. All the lads. <laughs> I don't know. I've always, I've always gotten a belligerent 
vibe <laughs> off that hedgehog. Oh, yeah, no, no, he is belligerent, but in a nice way. Like, you know, like a drunk friend here, like, hey, man, like, hey, you know? Yeah, no, you know, like a drunk friend is like, hey, buddy, you need to get some help. <laughs> <laughs> Just like it's... chili dogs. Okay. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh. We don't judge here on, on Nerd to Know Media. I, I will throw out some titles that just caught my eye. So there's a Luigi's Mansion. Uh, it says two, but that seems wrong to me. No, no, I have like it's a, one. Uh, no, it's it's a re-release of two. Re-release. Okay, uh, two is actually uh, really good. I do like Luigi's Mansion a great deal. I wasn't I wasn't sure if it was like the sequel to the third one. There's Princess Peach Showtime. Uh, there's WarioWare Move It. A curiously Super Mario RPG. That's its name. Okay. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's the Super Nintendo game. Uh, that's, oh, that's okay. Another, another another they're fully remaking that. That's a, another Super Mario turn-based game. Ah. Uh, they announced that I think over the summer. Like that was one of the big things. Right. Because uh, that that predates Days into Your Door. Yeah. I think I think it was originally co-published with Square. Oh, okay. Well, then then that's got me uh, like that's you know they it like it was the Super Nintendo and they were like, what if we made Mario Final Fantasy? Yeah. Now, all the Tomb Raiders of at least one, two, and three remastered. Oh, uh, you can there's... put them in. The, you can put the the butler in the fridge in a whole new dimension. You beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> the one, the one that caught my eye was the Spy X Anya, which me and Kev. Like, I don't know if it'll be a good game necessarily, but I'm happy to see more Spy X family stuff in the world. Yeah, I I only spotted this on the uh, on the kind of the graph that you sent us. I mm. haven't seen anything about this game did you catch the ad for it no no okay so both of us have no idea what this game actually is no i'm happy to be surprised whenever there's I... a new de- detective pikachu that's I thought right that was, fun, yeah, I thought yeah. that was a fun game new prince of persia game which is bizarre because that franchise is very dead um... yeah, no, no, they're, they're bringing it back have you not seen anything about this actually the prince no. of persia no 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 it's a uh, 2d uh oh it's 2D good, that was good oh okay. it looks you have listen, my attention I... I think Ubisoft are an irredeemable company. Um, yeah, they're pretty bad, all right. <laughs> they're really, really bad in and out of the game space. Um, you know what, actually, right, on that point, so we can't get into it, obviously, on the radio, but James Stephanie Sterling has done a series on this. So this mm. isn't us just, you know, having the bands like we do about Nintendo, which may or may not be true. <laughs> um, so Sega's still better. No, and that's a know, personal we, preference. We... We'll make you know, fun of Nintendo and Sega. There's convictions against Ubisoft. Yeah, Ubisoft, Ubisoft, there is no joking. Like, it's it's legit, and do check out her series on it. But I will say, as far as games goes, man, I can't play Ubisoft anymore. They're so boring. So to actually see them be like, hey, let's go do this. Because, you know, the Scott Pilgrim game that came out a couple of years ago, that's yes. phenomenal. And that's, uh, like, 2.5D. That's their strong suit. So yeah, I'm. I wasn't going to buy Prince of Persia, and I had like all jokes made about this. But now I'm like, okay, take my money. No, like it's it's an interesting turn for a franchise that, yeah, no, nobody's seen anything of it about fifteen years. twenty years, yeah, <laughs> literally. And and the bad movie, which was more of an Assassin's Creed movie than Assassin's Creed. You know, oh I yeah, but the um, those movies. What's, what's his face from Nightcrawler? Uh, Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, no, well, no, not Maggie Gyllenhaal. It could be Maggie Gyllenhaal. She's a good actress. Yeah, yeah, she could pull it off. Yeah, she could. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd buy her in it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, wait, we'll keep on. an eye on the Nintendo thing no. as they develop. But... <laughs> okay. Wait. No. One. One small thing, because I'm looking at this graph. 
Are you telling me Among Us has not come out on the Switch yet? That's, it is I wasn't going to mention that, but I've had Among Us on here for two years. So I don't, know, I don't know why they put it up. The only thing I can assume is because they've got the Mario Kart Battle Pass or Booster Course Pass, which is ongoing, maybe they've added some extra uh, features to it or something. Maybe. Yeah, no, it's just, it's, it feels like, ah, uh, <laughs> why? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I guess, play that I with, guess like, with... Play- I play that with some of my students every Tuesday. Like, you know, that's when they're... I have never spent any money on Among Us. No, neither have I. It's and it's I, quite hard to spend money on it, frankly. And I don't see why you would. Well, I mean, look, I mean, if you like something, I think it's perfectly acceptable to give money to it. And to be honest, I'd rather, if money is going into a game, I'd rather it was going on accessories than, like, things locked behind paywalls. Yeah, like, that's you know, a fair that point I find that much more wholesome. So you know, I, I, I'm if there has to be transactions, I'd mm-hmm. rather it feels more honest for it to be stuff like that. You know? Yeah, I mean that's fair too. But uh, sorry, I'll get off my high horse now. Um, so <laughs> uh, there is something I'm dying to hear from Matui. You were got really excited, even though I can't see Dara's face. I can tell both both your eyes lit up when you were about to talk about this before yes. recording. So. What is this wonderful, horrible, potentially scandal you've got to tell me about? It's ongoing. I'll say that much. Um, Kev, I'm going to yield the floor to you in a second, but... Uh, yeah, we- I, I want you to give me kind of a... a, a, a because I, I know a little bit about what's going on. Okay. Uh, I think you probably have the better idea, or at least the better the better knowledge to like explain what a unity is. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll tell you what. I, I'll, go, I'll run through it, and if I miss anything... Yeah. Ask questions, okay? So and talk slowly. I have no idea what this is. Okay, so Unity is a game engine, right? So games, right. every game that's made uses a game engine, right? So what that basically means is, um, it, it's a bunch of code that can be manipulated or used to build something on top of, right? That's be- the best way to look at it, right? Every game uses a game engine, no matter what it is. Any game you, particularly modern games, specifically. Is this um, for everything or just for everything. online? No, or... no, no. Every single game that you play. And it going all the way back, there's all different kinds of ones, but obviously they've grown in uh, complexity, et cetera, et cetera, right? So there's two main ones at the moment. Um, one would be Unreal, which is by Unreal, uh, uh, or Epic, rather. Um, and they have the Unreal engine. And the other one would be Unity. Now, Unity uh, it was is free or was free for a long time. So is Unity. So is Unreal. And uh, there are like other engines as well, like Frostbite, etc. Cry Engine. There's loads of different ones, tons of them, right? Um, but what's interesting about Unreal and Unity is they have been free for people to download, make their product, their projects, products, whatever on, and then sell. So some of the games that have made in Unity, like we've had a developer of uh um oh what's a tech support, tech support simulator. We had him on on the show here. Um, that's built on Unity. Um, um, Among Us is built on Unity. Um, uh, Cult of the Lamb. They're, they're, okay, the list, so it's kind the of like goes, the list goes on and on and on. Free available like software, basically. Yeah. So yeah. not so not every engine is free. Um, what happens is a lot of companies will use them for a while and then be like, "All right, go on, you can you can use it." And some will have a price, some will have a fee, some may not. Up until now. Unreal is still the same. It, it it's off there. It's completely free to use. Uh, but there are tiers obviously for supporting that as well. And Unity was the same. Unity was completely free. Actually, full disclosure, I'm actually making a game 
right now on Unity, or I was, and I may, I may not because of what's <laughs> happening. What happened? But I, I, I am like halfway through it, which is very, very annoying. Uh, but it is what it is. So what happened here was up until literally last Tuesday, uh, Unity was, you know, you could pay a couple of bucks, you get some support, whatever, but not nine times down to be free. And then they changed it to a very interesting way. Now, I've never heard of anything like this in my life. And I, I work in corporate America. I work in tech. And I've worked with these kind of similar pricing plans. It, it You know, this is very strange, right? So what happens is usually when you're selling stuff, you're selling a by a transaction or via a license or something, right? right? Something that you can actually measure that's on your end. And then that's kind of it, right? What they did is, Instead of charging you a license, and again, this is true all the tiers, the free tier, the semi-pro tier, and then the professional tier, which it, it's less as it goes through, but everyone gets charged here, which is very, very interesting. I've never actually seen that before. Um, so basically what happens is you make a game, Keen, right? Right. Uh, the, the, Mario goes to Hollywood or something, right? <laughs> and right? And every time anyone installs Mario goes to Hollywood, up until just let's say it blows up, right? And I think the threshold here for the free tier was two thousand or uh, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Could be wrong, but I think that's what it is. And then it's a million for like a higher tier. So just say the game blows up, everyone starts downloading it, becomes this massive thing like Among Us, right? Um, and Mario goes to Hollywood, gets installed, they buy it on Steam, goes on the computer or on a phone. That's when you get charged. So you, as the developer, would get charged then the minute that person installs it on their phone or the computer or whatever. So wait, you, the creator, get charged? Correct. Yeah. So correct. what... what... So it's, 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 sorry, Kev, I was going to yeah. explain the, the technical side of it. So there's two parts of Unity's uh, product. There's the game engine, which also includes the, the editor and all that. So that's where you actually physically make the game. And then there's a thing called the runtime player. And that's what we're talking about here. So right. the runtime player literally allows the game to run. So when you download a game and it's a .exe file, what you've downloaded there is the package and in Unity's case, the runtime engine that allows the game to actually run. Right. And that's what's being charged. So they're tracking that. And once it hits over that certain threshold, I think it's like 20 cent uh, or yeah, 20 US dollars. Uh, like Okay, so something currency. has to be reasonably successful before it starts costing. Yes, but here's the problem. Right. Right. Here's the problem. It's per install. So just say you download the game. Just say those 250,000 people bought Mario Goes to Hollywood, right? Right. And then you're like, okay, look, we've just hit the, the platform. We broke even. That's fine. If they reinstall the game, you get charged again and again and again and again over and over and over again. So every time that game is installed, you get charged. And that's the problem. So what can happen here is obviously just people reinstalling the game, having it on multi-different computers or platforms. Right, uh, so it, or, you're not or, buying or, it again, or, but you are being charged for the installation of it two or three no, times off the same purchase. No, you're not being charged. Like the consumer isn't being charged. That, that's what I mean, though. Yeah, like, the developer's let's being say, charged. Let's say I developed a game and someone paid some money for it and then I yep. got charged for the installation. Yeah. Every time they reinstall on different devices, they're not buying it again. Yeah. Right. Yes. Exactly. Okay, I'm with you now. Right. And also, also... as well, I'm gonna let Kev jump in in one second. 
the other part of this as well, because it's like that, this can be exploited by spinning up virtual machines and doing like campaigns where you buy the game and then like install it on like hundred. Like you can, I can write a script right now that will spin up virtual machines on Docker, install the game hundreds of times, just in in about twenty minutes. Right, and that can be used to destroy developers. And this is they're the concerns that I've seen. Kev, I don't know if I missed anything, but out of my research on this and and of the 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 people I've either watched videos on or read, they're like the three main concerns. That's yeah, that's that's the big and um just kind of to, to clarify a couple of things. So the this was supposed to come into place then in January. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't last Tuesday this happened. It they no, announced this it, when the news and broke, then it's yeah. gonna be coming into place. Um, so it wasn't this way before. This is a recent development. Oh yeah, this is this is new. Um, okay. And on top of that, all of these charges are also set to be retroactive. Oh yes, I forgot about that one. To, so yes, uh, so people who true. released a game, yes, ten years ago on the Unity yes. engine, yes, yes, will now also suddenly get a bill for millions because that game has been downloaded several million times that doesn't yeah. sound legal it's uh, okay unity deleted their terms of service <laughs> from github yeah so it's not not legal it's it's just very terrible <laughs> yeah like that's it's just immoral <laughs> it's just immoral yeah uh, um, I, and you can see why this became such a big thing because it is yeah, because like it was, it is as Dara said, one of the two this, biggest. This like, is literally Homer stuff. going to the Van Houtens asking for extra money for the elephant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah. fully. Uh, the 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 one I think I saw that said it that put it so, so perfectly in my mind is was a comic of like Wizards of the Coast, the 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 producers of Dungeons and Dragons going up to the consumer and being like, "Give us more money for the things you create using our using our software." Because it'd be like, absolutely not. That's a stupid thing. We're not doing that. And was it being yeah. like, okay, no, you're right. We messed up. We made a boo boo. We're backing off. Unity standing on the sideline, like, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's, now here's the thing, right? So Unity has a terror. Like, I'll be honest with one of my projects for college was actually making a Unity game, right? Made on Unity, and then it, it does some pretty cool stuff. And you know, I I did like it a great deal. Uh, so I actually do like the Unity engine. And it, it's a lot of fun to mess with. You can do a lot of really cool stuff on it. Even gaming aside, Dublin's VR scene is huge. And a lot of VR things, actually, every VR experience is in Unity. So, you know, this affects a lot more than just video games. This this affects, you know, tourism tourism uh, business that might use, like the, the Viking experience in, in Waterford, that, that runs on Unity. The Van Gogh experience, that's Unity. Um, anything like that, they re they really entrench themselves using that engine. So it is kind of a game changer in and of um in and of that. But I mean, I like it, hold on. It it does have a bad rep because a lot of people have made some pretty atrocious games on it. As far as like terrible, what's known as acid flips. Again, um, you can watch the Jim Quisition and she'll talk about it. But it's like it did kind of need to be cleaned up a little bit but not like this and yeah. this is just a terrible decision now what's interesting about this Kev is uh, because it's such a big problem Keena as you said it is the two major one right what they've done is third parties have come out and actually started making bridges 
where you can actually transpose the code and the project from Unity into Godot, which is, I think it's made by Google, or it's open source. I know it's completely open source, excuse me. And so then you there's literally like copy and paste them in some. Yeah, well, it more, it more converts them into Godot or into right. Unreal, which is what I was researching. Because as I said, I am literally in the middle of making a game in Unity. So I was yeah. very annoyed when it's happened. Yeah, I've, I've seen a couple of people putting up guides. I'm like, okay, step to yeah. step. Here's how you're transferring this pro this whole your whole project that two years yeah. on your whole into, project into it yeah into and, Unreal Five because <laughs> I mean it was so bad at this point that like the developers of um of Among Us were like and actually Among Us said we're gonna move and Cult of the Lamb were like we're flat out deleting the game in December <laughs> because yeah. we do not want to be charged and I now I have heard there's some kind of rollback on this now literally today we're recording this on Wednesday so there has been some kind of rollback but listen. What, what I'm hearing on this, and this could change, is that people are like, we know what you're going to do. We cannot trust you now. And they've broken the... Unity in one week have destroyed their entire business purely out of wild greed for no yeah. reason. Yeah, no, because like that's... Well, when well, they first announced it, when they first announced it, there was no kind of... There was, a, there was very little like clarifications to a lot of things. There was no discussion of, okay... Well, I gave my game away for free. Do that mean I get charged per install? My game is on a subscription service like GameStars. Game Again, Pass. Game Pass, that... Humble Bundles, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like does that does that mean we get charged because we literally earned very we we had a piracy as well with Microsoft piracy yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, well, like my game was in a charity bundle. Where did the money come from for that? Um, I think they they've clarified on some of those points. I think. I think what like uh, I think free games they're not obviously getting charged. They've said that charity bundles same again. Uh, I think they said that like if your game was on if your game is downloaded through Game Pass, it's Microsoft who have to foot the bill. Yeah, and that's the other thing. They're they're also going after the big companies, and that's where they're just going to get stomped. Yeah, they're going to send a billions bill to Microsoft, and Microsoft just going to say no. no. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, this, there's no reality where this ends well. Like, well, can yeah. I ask, is this, like, why now? Is this just a greed thing, or... Yeah, okay, so, yeah. look, we, we can only we can only speculate, right? Okay, okay. Uh, there has There's footage gone around, or audio gone around, rather, of the current uh, CEO of Unity saying some pretty egregious stuff about, you know, trying to sell uh, an extra magazine to someone playing a, a, an FPS game. In uh, you know, oh, that's, on, him. that's him. Now, what's interesting about this is the same guy was in was running EA when when everybody really started to hate EA. So I mean, I'm kind of like, you hired that guy, <laughs> and it makes sense because all the like a lot of the really egregious stuff that happened in EA, like anti-consumer stuff, happened around around this guy specifically. Again, you can literally watch the Jimquisition where she goes through all of it. And I would encourage everybody to do so because, again, we're just reporting the facts as they were, um, not kind of saying anything ourselves on that. But, I mean, this this is spectacular because, mm -hmm. like, like it, it is kind of like they set the entire business on fire. And there's genuinely, there's no coming back for this. They can't. That It's done. <laughs> it is game over. Like, what they'll probably do is they probably will roll back and be like, look, everything is just kind of forget about it. But, Anyone who's made, and that's probably ground for 99% of people. But I think what's going to happen is so many people have either started the process of migration 
or are so annoyed by it that they will move to Unity, sorry, to uh, Unreal or Godot, which, look, Godot is a bit weird. I'm not a big fan of it myself personally, but um, <laughs> it's huge. People are like, yeah, this works. So I think Unity are have gone from being probably the main engine to easy three or four now. Yeah, no, like, because again, to, to parallel a very similar scenario, as I mentioned with Wizards of the Coast earlier, not they, like not quite as vitriolic. Wizards got a lot of hate. Like there was there was a big backlash to them trying to monetize actual play, play creators for creating things in D anD. d Um, and that's a story we talked about several months ago. Mm. Um, but they they reeled back and said, "No, okay, we're not doing that." Full stop. And also, here is the base rule set for free out in the world you can use that as like open source yeah and, no, and, like, and you know uh, that's so the only way i could see unity coming back from this at all is being like open source you unity's free and yeah. everything on unity is free now <laughs> yeah i mean that's the thing they probably will have to go open source on it you know and it, it's it's fun. Apparently, the move I watched a video last night, uh, kind of explaining it, and it, on it, it had like a guide of how to move over, and the guide that shows you how to move over is by Unity's direct, not Unity per se. There is like a, a, a metrics business that owns Unity, and their main competitor, um, <laughs> are publishing, uh, are, are are publishing the guide, so they've kind of outplayed themselves here now. I think it's more constructive to be like, how can Unity come back from this? Yeah, open source, yeah, yeah. Is, uh, open source is definitely one, right? But what I would like, as somebody like I'm not a professional game developer, I never claim to be, right? But I like playing, making games. Like playing games, it's fun, right? But what I would like to see here, and what I would even pay for, Unity should ship if free. It should be open source, but they should have some kind of level of support into publishing, where you can actually have that kind of ramp eased you know and then it would also allow them probably to filter out a lot of the garbage that is in unity or not in unity per se but it's made with unity like you go through the steam store and there are some absolute terrible games so you know i think they went for the big shiny shiny dollars but didn't realize yeah that's why they're there because you don't <laughs> touch them it's like it's like a fairy fort in ireland you don't mess with a fairy fort bad things will happen and i think that's what they kind of went with. You know, there's a reason why we built a, a motorway around one. You know, they've gone through it. And I think like the, this CEO was like, oh, let's just, you know, charge just insane, 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 insane transaction fee, which cannot be regulated, cannot be monitored. It's it's crazy, you know. And you know where this actually comes from? And again, it, it's something I didn't think about until it was brought up. Reddit did a similar thing at the beginning of the year or middle of the year where they charged charging for an API call. So a lot of third party developers just had to stop using Reddit apps because it was costing way too much every time they were querying the API. Which I mean, look, that's fair enough. The Reddit app is kind of okay. I know I know Bryn is screaming and pulling his hair out because he preferred a third party one, but Meh. you know, what I what I would want to see here from Unity is value for money rather than just price gouging. And if they come back in, they're like, look, it's free. We're sorry, but also we have this for like $5 or even $25 for the year. That's a good price. I'd pay that. $25 for the year and you get all these things with it. That's what they should do. And that's probably how that you seems, oh, That seems like the most sensible way to do it in the first place. Yeah, I mean, that makes that makes way more sense. It, give people more 
give people a good product and they'll pay for it. Don't try and screw them out of it. And that's what they tried to do here. And people are like, okay, we're going to move. And they're like, oh no, we didn't think about that. Yeah, and maybe have a contractual thing where it's like, if your game gets a million sales, we'll get in touch with you and sort of renegotiate or something. But most won't. Like, I mean, it it, it, it kind of sucks though that it's like, oh, you better not be successful or else. Well, look, I mean, it's it's a normal part of the world. Like, you know, you start earning more money, you enter different tax brackets. It's like, you know, it's. And taxation is theft. It is, but like it's, it sounds more realistic than what they're actually doing. You know. Yeah. Look, I think the problem here is, and the last word on it is that this was just wild corporate greed, yes. and there was no forethought other than this won't backfire. It's 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 money that we'll be able to get for nothing. And you're See, like, I wonder about oh that, like because <laughs> there's been a lot of things like this where I wonder. Are they pushing out the most extreme version to see what they can get away with? You Potentially, know? yeah. Because, like, you know, let's say only half the amount of people got annoyed about it, as actually did. They'd be like, okay, that's too far, but now we know that's where the too- line is. Yeah. And then maybe next year we'll push it a little bit past the line. You, you see, that, that, but, that's yeah, why, right. that, but that's why people are not willing to trust. That, that You've actually hit the nail on the head here. It's not like they're trying to move the Overton window here. They've smashed the window and burned the house down, so nobody's gonna, no one, nobody wants to trust them because I mean, in the former terms of service, there there were kind of nebulous things where it's like, hey, you know, whatever your this version is, this is what the terms of service are. Yeah. Um, you know, it's almost like you have to have like not only a TOS but also some kind of actual white paper, which I mean, that's crazy to think. And this was because you just can't trust them now. And I mean, if you're in, let's let's say again, you know, you quit your job, you put two years into Mario Goes to Hollywood, and then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, what do I do? You know, we, I could be bankrupt here because of this. And that's what a lot of indie game developers on. They're like, my entire business, or even like, not only you and your family, but also your employees and their families are all like oh, we could be screwed here. And that's what's happened to a lot of game developers. They're like, okay, uh, I'm going to move engine because if they do change, if they do go through this or whatever, that's it. Mm. And and I mean, that's a very, very bleak um, place to be. And I just think a lot of people don't want to do that. I mean, look, again, I'm making a game, could be terrible. Um, but at the same time, I'm also like, I can't afford all that if for some reason it does get big, you know? Um, yeah. So I just silly, silly, silly. Don't do it. <laughs> don't stop. Put that just, money down. Just don't. <laughs> the line don't. does not go up. Yeah, just don't. Just now, don't. Tragically, I can't think of a good segue. But no, just don't. Do... Just don't. That that's the that's. The oh segue. no, no, kid! I've got one. Speaking of unchecked capitalist greed, how's Disney doing? Oh. Harsh, <laughs> harsh, harsh, but most hey, man. We're st- there's strikes out there. We gotta talk it. We gotta speak it as it is. We're reviewing Ahsoka. I'm going to Disneyland in two weeks. <laughs> I like Disney. Just, just putting it out there. Oh my goodness, that's you know that's a whole other conversation, uh, which we will get into if we have time. But I do apologize that it's taken us so long to get to Ahsoka. Uh, I was lucky enough to see the first two episodes in cinema. To be um, honest with you, well, the show only started last week. 
Well, for you, yeah. For everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I did see it only start to kind of buzz in the conversation last week. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, look, it is quite good. It has. I okay. On actually, I let you, I let you talk because I talk too much. Go on. Well, I'm just gonna say that. Uh, but no, I mean, look, I'll I'll go to Kev actually because like me and me and Dar are very plugged into this kind of stuff. Are you sort of aware of because because like. Ahsoka is kind of the first Star Wars show with homework. So are you kind of aware of like what's going on and all that? No, you're getting a dead end from me. <laughs> I've checked out of Star Wars. <laughs> I like even even like the kind of the conversation on it. I am just very tired. <laughs> OK, but just I'm just curious as someone who's kind of outside it. If we put like Ahsoka in a lineup with like four other Star Wars characters, you'd be able yes. to like, pick her out. Yeah, I like I I like this this jadedness only kind of came in the past year or so. Mm. I did spend quite a lot of lockdown binge watching the Clone Wars. Yes, because because Disney Plus had it. So he so knows I, he knows the Star Wars. So apparently, I have done the homework, but I'm not going to watch the show. <laughs> okay, well, uh, it's been very mixed reactions in this household. I love it. My wife hates it. Uh, I have to watch it secretly now. Um, oh and Dara, you've sort of you started on Stevie's side, and and they've kind of come over to mine. No, so, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't go crazy, man. Yeah. I mean, I I I would say like again, I I I really hate Disney Star Wars, uh, like a lot. And I mean, my hope here is like the first couple of episodes are unbearable. They're just like this is absolute garbage tier. Um. Like, look, a lightsaber melts people. Why are people still able to just survive getting stabbed with them? It's ridiculous. Anyway, but well, that that's been going since since Obi Wan. Yeah, and I was stupid then and stupid now. Uh, <laughs> it, it didn't change. But I mean, look, I I think so. Spoilers alert, guys! If you haven't seen Ahsoka and you want to. Turn off the radio, turn off the podcast, and then come back. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll just maybe do a quick, like, I mean, because you never know. There might be someone who, like, is yeah. up speed there very quickly. Yeah. So, Ahsoka is kind of two things at once. Uh, in terms of Star Wars, it's sort of a follow-on from the show Rebels, which mm. went out kind of a few years ago. Uh, and it includes all those kind of characters and Rosaria Dawson playing Ahsoka, who's yeah. from the Clone Wars. She's kind of the original extended universe character of Star Wars ever since that started. Mm. Uh, and this show is simultaneously all of that, but it's also sort of like the, the show that's now giving the direction to the Star Wars franchise so far. Now, obviously, Mandalorian isn't following on from this, that and the other and Boba Fett's had overlap and that kind of stuff. But this is the first Star Wars show, to me at least, that puts its stake in the ground and says, the Star Wars universe has a plot. Here's what it is. Here's what we're building up. Like, yeah, this is like Thanos turning up in the end of the Avengers and Infinity Stones coming into it. Once you put that on the table, you're like, right, there's a roadmap. We know where we're going. So mm. uh, I have a lot of thoughts on it, but what, like you said, you kind of went cold on it and then went warm to it. So tell me about your experience with it, Dara. Yeah, it's more just kind of like, as you said, like I've seen the Clone Wars, Rebels, blah, blah, blah. That's all grand. It, it's more kind of like, from, we went from, the, like we've we've been here before where the Mandalorian has kind of 
you know, got everybody to like Star Wars again. And then Lizzo shows up and it's like, oh, my God. And that's it. Like, I've been out of Star Wars since Lizzo showed up. I just couldn't. I was like, we are done. Um, We are done now. Please leave me alone. Um, So it, it kind of took me a while to get back into it because I was just like, oh, lessons haven't been learned here. But then when Anakin shows up in the world between worlds, you're like, oh, they're actually going to go for it. And what it, I mean, they have the opportunity here to like, we've made jokes that they just wiped the sequel trilogy. They actually can now. Well, they've kind of put it on the table that they're building up a sort of a new trilogy Galaxy. before yeah. episode seven. They, they kind of put that on the table for a while now. Like, yeah. And it was kind of like, okay, the, the only real future for Star Wars is to get away from the sequels. The sequels have done so much damage to Star Wars that, like, I mean, I know some people really like them and that, that's grand. Um, I know for a lot of people, it's probably their first experience with Star Wars, but it, it's it's a genetic dead end. There is no future in that timeline. There's no future. And again, like, you could even go back in the original extended universe where you're like, I even hit that wall um, years ago. I read, I read like a novel that was recent at the time and it was like Luke and his son gone on this adventure and it was just terrible. I'm like, why are you still doing this? No one cares. And it's like, I can't believe they didn't learn that lesson then. You know, like you can't really do anything. Like Heir to Empire and I, I Jedi are like the two things that I would say for people to always read. And then stop. St- stop after Jedi. You don't need to. Like, it's just going to repeat itself. And that's what happened. So, I mean, the sequels were always kind of doomed to repeat that. They just didn't tell the most obvious story, which was Hair to Empire, which... Well, I mean, we kind, of, we kind of did a panel on this. No, like, I know, but hold on. I am building up to it. But what I'm saying okay, is okay. like, what I'm saying is like, there was no real kind of future for Star Wars then, right? It was just kind no, of... No, no, you're right. It's, it, it, there it wasn't was, like a roadmap that yeah, they built it, towards it, or anything like that. Yeah. yeah, because it was just like, right, when we get here, that's where it is. And everybody hated it. So it's like, right, what do we do? When this got interesting was, I was like, right, the world between worlds allows them to do either a hard reboot or change things or whatever. And not in like a Avengers Endgame thing. I mean, like fundamentally change Star Wars. Going into a different galaxy, which they are now, because obviously they're tracing Tron into where he got stuck with Ezra in Rebels, right? Well, actually, maybe we should back up a bit there. Okay, hold on. I'm just going to... I know, before we get into the very, very, very weeds of this, the plot, in case anyone's lost, is that uh, the villains are trying to bring back Grand Admiral Thrawn from somewhere beyond the galaxy uh, to basically be their new emperor figure. Uh, And all the heroes, your Ahsokas, your Sabines, all that, they are trying to stop them, but they also have mixed feelings because one of the Rebels characters, Ezra went missing with him. So that's the push and pull. Thrawn is coming back and that's what they're building up to and there's lots of intrigue around that. I'm sorry, I'll pass it back to you there now. But what's interesting about that is it's not the same galaxy. It's not the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah. The Force works differently. Different elements are totally, totally new. There's different races, there's different people, there's different languages, there's different cultures. Oh yeah, I mean it, this episode it, it is, outside the universe is gorgeous. Exactly, it's Dune, it is the Dennis one. It is a completely different guy. Like Star Wars was dead 
Now it's actually not. And what they have, what they, they never have to go back to the Star Wars galaxy again. No one would care. You know, this is what the we next wanted. Next episode is going to be on Tatooine. I know, yeah, but this is what you I'm saying it. to you. you no, but this, it. no, but this is what I'm saying to you. For years, everybody's like, please just move away. Because, I mean, it was the exact same thing when they, they did the Knights of the Republic thing where it was based thousands of years in the past or in the future. The key to Star Wars is get away from the Skywalkers. Don't be near them. Now, it was great to see Anakin. I would like to see an Anakin, like, more of, like, flashback hunting, maybe in... in yeah, because, like, let's it, give no, a shout no, out to Hayden Christensen. Oh, like, yeah, he, unbelievable. He but, really, because, like, uh, he had the unenviable job of not just coming back when for a long time everyone hated him. Mm. But he's also essentially playing the Clone Wars version of himself, which he didn't act in the first place. Yeah, but what so, I mean is like... So, like, he has to inhabit a whole new character that's been created for someone else. Now, it was based on him in the first place. Yeah. But still, that's a lot of research to inhabit and, like, on top of everything, you know? But the point I was making was that the past here on Star Wars, they can actually deal with. Like, the prequels, they can do... You know, character studies, flashbacks, and all kind of stuff. But the future Star Wars cannot be a Skywalker. It has to be somewhere else because it's boring as all hell. You will just loop back around. And the further the way to get away from those sequels, the more Star Wars y it will be. But what I don't want to see, and what will finish me completely on the whole thing, I'm going to be honest with you, is if it ends on Tatooine, looking into those suns, I'll be like, no. Just <laughs> no. We are done here now well uh, i mean that's where uh, the the mandalorian's mechanic friend lives and boba fett and all that this is what i'm saying you don't need any of that that needs to go like the days of that have well and truly come and gone well uh, look, i don't think it needs to all go it just can't be the hook you know if yeah, it's like, there organically and you're not leaning on it like a crutch it's fine like <sighs> tron's entrance is my favorite thing in star wars i've ever seen oh wasn't it gorgeous like i wish you'd seen it and i'm like i'm like like, i'm like why wasn't this in the set what were you doing and this is like like, like, i know it's disney but it's still a tv like i mean like first of all hold on a second hold on a second second, what were they doing if this had been in any people would have been like people throwing dumb trucks full of i would have given them all the money i have i would have seen it 14 times you know, no, it's like, like, what I mean, are you doing? It's worth it's worth taking the blocks of what happened in this episode, which is that it starts in a whale graveyard in space, then goes to like an ancient witch temple thing, which looked gorgeous. There's all these like ancient buildings and stuff amazing. The skies. And amazing. then you have the Star Destroyer landing on top of it and all these like stormtroopers painted in these like red samurai stripes and those like kind of pale spartan like china doll looking faces and like it's your you you hit the nail on the head it just feels very alien and outside of everything and i was very worried about the visual representation of thrawn but they seem to have done it well the eyes especially are a very piercing red which I was very worried it would look like he's just been painted blue, like, you know, after the fact, and it'd be very awkward, because, like, Thrawn is a hard character to kind of capture. Yeah. In re- I say that as someone who's dressed as him, you know? Oh, it's very uh, so, like, very, I very think impressive. they've done it well, like, you know, and it does it's- feel like, it's. I guess similar vibes, maybe to keep bringing Kev here, uh, I guess similar vibes off this now 
to the third season of Picard, where it feels like now it's being made by people who do really seem to care. Kev is leaning forward in his chair. Was, was, oh, was that was that my cue? That was no, your cue. No, no, no. I mean, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't specifically bringing you in, but there was a silence. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. No. That's yeah. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is. Against all odds, right, they've managed to revive Star Wars, right? Now, the real test is what they do with it. Because, like, they, they, they've got, this is, like, the third time this has happened, where it's, like, because everybody instinctively wants Star Wars to be good. But the problem is, and again, you know, I, I get why Stevie doesn't like it. There's a lot not to like. It's, like yeah, it's like worth the, pointing out, this is a very joyless show it is there's no joy all. like there's i can no totally joy. get yeah. why people who watch yeah. the clone wars would be turned off by this you know but what i'm saying is they, they really need to be like right this is the last chance you guys get this is last chance saloon you know because there's nobody else you can wheel out like tron is the is the best they got they got no one else you know uh and they seem to have the fan yeah, base somehow here. palpatine can return this is what i'm saying all that like there needs to be some kind of like, and it goes back to what we we're saying about unity. There needs to be trust reestablished here. Where it's like, listen, those sequ- that garbage is gone, right? Yeah, okay, then we're fine. It w- as long as that is the end point, and yeah, I can be quoted on this, and we can finish on this. As long as the sequel trilogy is the end point of Disney Star Wars, everything that it touches will die. That's it. Well, because Dara, there's no, you know, if. If you decide that you've had enough with Star Trek, with Star Wars, um, I'm not a Trekkie. That, I'm not a Trekkie. Uh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not pitching you on Trek. I'm pitching you on One Piece. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> yeah, it's on my list. It's, 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 it's an on my expansive list. world. Full I'm looking of, forward to it. Full, full of variety and color. No, I'm look. I mean, it's on my <laughs> list. It's very high up on my list. I need to finish Castlevania first, and then I'm going into it. So. I'm just saying, if if you if you free up your Star Wars your Star Wars block, adventure awaits. <laughs> so okay, the the anime or the live action, whatever whatever suits your fancy. Like, Interesting. There, okay. I I think I like yeah I, I am commandeering the end of this episode to be another pitch for One Piece. There's no bad start point to One Piece. <laughs> oh well, actually, speaking of long form things, I've just started rewatching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, what a show! Netflix soon. Yes. Okay, there is one way to start JoJo's, and that is the start. Yes. Um, oh, so I didn't know I liked that. <laughs> then I watched um, Super Eye Patchwolf's video on it, and I'm like, amazing. He, he could convince me to buy stocks in a dodgy company. He's just got a way <laughs> with making videos. I nearly bought that terrifying game that, like, kills you every Fear time. Fear and hunger. Oh, that game is so yeah. good. It's amazing. I, I, I knew I wouldn't want to play it, but that's why I watched... Several hours of YouTube videos. No, I, pla- the plot. <laughs> I played it. You guys are missing out. It's really fun. I know it does not. I know for a fact that is not my type of game. That is. And fair. Dara, I want you to look at my schedule here and tell me where I can carve out find carve out time for fear and loathing in all this Baldur's Gate time. <laughs> See, I have no Baldur's Gate time, so. And that's yeah, that, why, that's, that's why you're like this. <laughs> no, I just I, I will have to say um real quick, if uh the people listening want to grab uh Marvel's Avengers before it disappears forever, 
Okay. Uh, grab it now because it's almost it's going to be listed in like ten days. So it's like three euros on Humble Bundle at the moment, and like a fiver on the PSN store. So. Move well, quick. on, on that quick. note, we've thirty seconds left. Kev, is there anything you'd like to say or plug? Uh, I spent three hours in a boss on Baldur's Gate before getting on here. That game absolutely slaps. Don't I, like it's 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 been my life, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't stop there? thinking about it. I will say, if you're doing any sport or martial arts, make sure you warm up and cool down afterwards. It's extremely important. That's oddly specific advice. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> it's very helpful. Seriously, do not skip a warm up and do not skip your cool down. You, your hips will thank you. And those well then, on that <laughs> rather wholesome note, uh, we will be back at the same time next week. So I've been Ken. I've been Dara. Been Kev. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.